You pull the trigger of my love gun, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Good win for Man City in Denmark. And we have a blue card update. It's Wednesday, 14th of Feb. by Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble on the Day of Love, a.k.a. Kevin Keegan's birthday. Who could forget such a, mom- a momentous day? <laughs> and who could forget the people gr- like starting or maybe you know, enjoying part of their Valentine's Day mm. by the smoothest man in podcasting <laughs> uh, saying that they pulled the trigger of his love gun. Well, it's thanks to the friend of the Ramble, Bruce Callender, uh, for sending us today's intro line. Of course, you can become a friend of the Ramble by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. I, plenty of Kevin Geekin chat it's on love, there. Love Gone by Kiss, that song, for those who are interested. I'd have thought so. Yeah, it's by Kiss. But very fitting for I just, today. I just looked it up. Yeah, if you do that, you'll also get a special extended version of the Ramble today and every single Wednesday for just $5 a month. You'll also get access to the Ramble Discord, uh, where there has recently been a debate about uh, who we should employ from football to run the country. One patron suggested Jason Tindall as deputy Prime Minister. I'm at the stage now where I'm thinking, is that honestly going to be that bad? No. Yeah. I, don't I don't even know who the Deputy Prime Minister is. So it could be it couldn't be it couldn't be that bad. Get him in there. Yeah, definitely. He um he would he would wind up other governments. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think we're doing that all right, are we? Yeah, but in a funny like in a at least it would be amusing, not an embarrassing kind of way. Do you know what? That's where we are. That would be less embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll carry on that conversation on today's extended version of the Rambles. Head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble and sign up to listen to that. So yes, um, uh, many happy returns for Kevin Keegan. Valentine's Day, of course. But yesterday, um, uh, there was a wonderful uh, performance, perhaps in tribute to, to Pancake Day, but my goodness, uh, what a sweet, sweet victory um, it was. Uh, just glorious football, um, some lovely goals. And I am talking about Mansfield Town 9, Harrogate 2. <laughs> Described as inform Harrogate, Andy. Uh, well, you can shove your informity up your ass. <laughs> You know, when Mansfield lost at Wimbledon about two and a half weeks ago, Nigel Clough was so angry afterwards, I thought, they're going to absolutely marmalise someone in a week. Marmalise. <laughs> Andy Wolf- And they did. Andy, who's got a reputation. As, and listen, as, as, as people on this show have got a reputation for being nice guys in an unwarranted way, uh, <laughs> obviously Marcus is top of the tree. Thanks. But... <laughs> <laughs> Brassel is, is genuinely a nice guy oh, right. and he stormed into the office today and said to producer Rory don't ever send me highlights from a Mansfield Town game again <laughs> <laughs> like, like a man who just had too much football and he couldn't, he couldn't resort to watching Mansfield couldn't Town do it. well Nigel Clough of course is uh, Mansfield Town manager mm. he said they deserve to score nine goals and said it has been coming at times this season wow I mean, how profligate have they been? Well, exactly. Walks I mean, off at a 3-0 victory. Uh, uh, come on, lads. You've got to put a few more of them away. About bloody time. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're famous for their very good defensive record rather than their uh, sort of goal-mongousness. Well, Andy, but anyway, I'm not having a bar of them. League 2 rivals, not having a bar No, of Andy, them. we're having lots of bars because they've now got the best goal difference in League 2. You won't be surprised to hear. They're up in second <laughs> behind Stockport. Um, and, and Clough said it was an outstanding exhibition of hurting the opposition of being clinical <laughs> with the finish. Nice. And, and just the cat that got the cream. Can you imagine it. what it. it must be like being a manager? They will lose their next game. Your boys have scored <laughs> nine. <laughs> You're sat there going, yeah, yeah. ask away. Do you know what I'll be doing? <laughs> On the touchline when the seventh and the eighth went in, I knew the cameras were on. 
on me. I'll yeah. just be writing notes. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even be celebrating. Because, yeah, this is part of the plan. What, what you've got there, just just writing on, on paper, got it right. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, the listeners... We want 10. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners will want me to ask you this question, Marcus. Yeah. Do you when are we ha- going to get to the Champions League? No, 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 no. <laughs> definitely not. Do you happen to know how many um, bookings the Harrogate Town team received in total in this game? Do you know what? I haven't checked. No. Uh, but I, just because I wanted it to be all about Mansfield. They, they scored two goals at least. But would it, it would, would it annoy you to hear that they didn't receive a single book in between them? In League Two? <sighs> yeah. Well, of course, the original one of that was, um, I think it was Clough's, um, was it Burton Albion who got hammered at Man City in the Cup? Yes. That may have been the original kind of anger I had at teams not, not getting, getting a Not stuck booking. in, yeah. I think it may have been that. So, there you go. Um, you know, it's all come full circle. And Before we do go on to the Champions League, can I just bring some more good <laughs> Valentine's Day news, particularly specifically for you, Marcus? Is this Leicester City on, on the, the way, verge? No, not, nothing to do with Leicester City. On okay. the way in this morning, though, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to receive a sponsored Instagram post from our good friends at Disney+. Plus. Oh, nice. Who felt the need to let me know mm. that uh, on April 26th, <laughs> there's a new documentary coming <laughs> called Thank You and Good Night, The Bon Jovi Story. Yeah. And I thought, what a fitting Valentine's Day <laughs> present for Marcus Speller. Did you see that as well? I got tweeted that. <laughs> oh, good, okay. <laughs> well, so you also got a Bon Jovi mail list, Google alert. So. <laughs> no, Let's hope the musketeer isn't in charge before that comes out. Well, I don't know. He's doing a terrible job because it's our good listeners who have to keep um, me uh, informed with such things. Having said, having said that, if, if Elon Musk would like to buy the Ramble... <laughs> Yeah. I would probably better make my peace with that. Oh, don't. The fee will be high. It would be high. At it least, would be worth it. At least it. look at the fee. Look, yeah. yeah, at least <laughs> look at the fee. You have a go at Jordan Henderson, obviously. He'd be sitting in <laughs> he'd be sitting in here smoking blunts, yeah. thinking it was the funniest thing in the world. Uh, we'll just turn his microphone off. Yeah. He's not gonna listen to it. Everybody wins. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, right. Everybody wins, don't they? There's no losers in that scenario. Come on, really, you've not even got a book in. Anyway. But to those who did send me that um stuff about uh, the Bon Jovi uh documentary, oh, looking forward to it. I'll lay my hands on you. April twenty sixth. There we are. Thank Giving documentaries a bad name. <laughs> Anyone else want to join in? No, okay. Nah. There's plenty there. Andy won't lower himself. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing about it. That's yeah, it's a bit annoying. It's snidey. It? No, it's not lowering. I think he'll elevate himself. I would. Argue. He can't get to the standard. <laughs> anyway, I agree. We've we've gone far enough without saying FC Copenhagen won Manchester City three. Um, Manchester City are the first team in the UEFA Champions League history to score three plus goals in seven consecutive matches. It's a made up stat. They're, they're just inventing stats for content reasons now that no one cares about. I know, yeah, so it's like the messification of football debate, isn't yeah. it? It's you true. Know, we've, we've run out of things to say about yeah. that person, so let's make up a weird American stat. American sports does that all the time. You know, you, you, you go into, to watch NFL games on TV at Thanksgiving, and they'll literally do Thanksgiving-specific stats. Mm. Oh, first, first QB to throw 300-plus yards on Thanksgiving Thursday. It's, like, it's, just, a, it's just another day. It's another yeah. day. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It can be a bit... I understand if you, can, if you look at a season, say, halfway and say, this player's scored uh, the most goals halfway through a season. You know, okay, let's, I understand that. Let's see how they get on in the second half. It's like the first player to score 10 goals in the first seven Premier League games. It's like yeah. no one marks the first seven Premier no, League games you're just doing it to make it but, better but yeah. this stat does back up the fact that Manchester City are a very good football team oh yeah well, we can all agree on that they have won their last 11 games in all competitions and you'd fancy them to go through in this tie Jim yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> it was always going to be a bit of a stretch for Copenhagen wasn't it but, oh, actually, but the atmosphere Jim the atmosphere was great yeah. especially all the alarms they were setting off every time City touched the ball which I only realised after the game was what yeah. was happening right. yeah. I genuinely thought there was an alarm outside my house as a lot of people did <laughs> yeah. um, you live in London in, indeed Yeah. so I guess we'll, we'll come back to that but 
when Copenhagen get that equaliser, especially yeah. with the way they, let's say, behaved in the group, mm-hmm. up, like ruffling feathers and just refusing to be beaten against teams and from Manchester, against teams from Manchester, a little part of surely every kind of football fan in the in the in the world, aside from City fans, are thinking, oh, can they do it if they've got a little chance? It's here, but obviously that was just brushed aside. And that third goal from Phil Foden is just it just kills it as a tie, doesn't it, it? Yeah, it does. Beautiful yeah. team goal. I, yeah, I, I mean, they were brilliant all night, and Foden was particularly good as well. Yeah, a delightful player. Um, when you say about the uh, the noise and 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 the, and the stadium, and all, I did think to, to myself, you know, when when Rio Ferdinand on TNT Sports was um, punditing on this, as he does, and said, "Oh, just the the, the home end behind the goal, it's so raucous. I oh, I really want to see some action down there in the second half. It's like Rio, you're going to get pelters for that yeah. because of your Manchester United bus. Just say, well, I think the neutral." Would love to see that end explode. That's how you word it. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. You know, um, a little bit of advice. But is there, is there something procession like about all this stuff these days? And it's only going to get worse when the Champions League changes next season. Because, yes, it will. Because yeah. to me, like Jim, Jim's kind of reminded me of it talking about um, the Matson goal with Copenhagen um, equalise. I just, I just still felt a bit like, okay, I mean, it's a little bump in the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I mean, I yeah, think, but you got to I celebrate the bumps in the road. If, you, do, was, you do. If there was a bit where you were going to be dispirited as a neutral. It would be the Bernardo Silva goal because That's a beauty. You, you need mm. what a but, finish. But the way it comes to him though is really unlucky. It's really unlucky in Copenhagen because it's Matson who makes the block, and you think in most other situations it's a good challenge, mm. and it just spins to Bernardo Silva. So all the cliches about well, you need City to have an off day, which they're not having. You need them to be profligate, which they were to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of luck, which they did get, mm-hmm. and then that. Luck yeah. got taken straight back off them for the Bernardo Silva goal right on the mm. stroke of half time. And that really, that all but killed the the, the tie, really. Yeah. Itself, it, it? I mean, it is an interesting one from what you're you're kind of saying there, um, chaps, that it's inevitable Manchester City are going to win this yeah. tie. It's utterly inevitable. But at the same time, you do have to marvel at the football. You have to marvel at the way Phil Foden uses the ball, the way Kevin De Bruyne does. Mm. You know, Haaland just doing his thing. Silver so was exceptional last night. He, well. he was. So so I, I understand that one can get a bit down and say, oh, you know, it's... it's, it's so, I mean, you are talking about a, a Champions League minnow here. Oh, though. yeah. No, no, I don't think anyone's surprised that City have eventually rolled them over. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's, you know, decrying the death of football because Man City have beaten Copenhagen. <laughs> right. I mean, what is interesting about it, though, is I think... Now that City have won the Champions League mm. and they've they've answered that question that has essentially defined their modern era, they seem even more formidable. So you, not according you, to Pep though. He said ninety nine percent they won't win the Champions League and or, or maybe the treble did he say this treble yeah because yeah. our, our well, former uh, presenter Jules Breach said so there's zero point zero one percent chances yeah. there Pep so, put it to him but so he's <laughs> he's playing down the chances of a of a double treble right which tells you everything you need to know mm-hmm. and I think you you look at who they might get next and you think. Well, who's the team that are going to cause them the most problems? To keep, let's be honest, to keep it interesting, you want Man City to go out as early as possible. Like someone, a double treble would be boring. City winning the Champions League again would be boring just from a neutral perspective, surely, right? Mm-hmm. As much as we marvel at yeah. the football, right? So you're thinking probably Madrid or Bayern. And I think City would be heavy favourites in both of well, them. Like like last green. season, would, I mean, they didn't exactly. have Bellingham last exactly. season. I know, but they but produced the way they the, took, took the greatest performances of, of all time, I would say. So that, that, is, that, is, that is the best performance I've ever seen in the flesh there from, you go. from a team. It, it. It, was, it was incredible. But going back to, is it, is it boring? I guess it, it's, it's just perspective, really, isn't mm-hmm. it? Sure. Because, for example, I think people forget that at the time, a lot of people thought, Pep Guardiola's well, I was about to say, Barcelona were boring, yeah. but historical distance 
gives it a different perspective, I think. So maybe people will look differently at City in a, like 10 years down the line or whatever. Well, for a whole lot of reasons, <laughs> I, I, I suspect. But as well, I think, you know, you could say that about, say, Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal at the French Open or, or I think that's or, or very whatever, different. But I think, I think your Guardiola Barcelona point is... Because because um, it's tennis. Well, the, the, the sports are harder to compare, but with, essentially with City, it's it's just truckloads of money being chucked at a project well, okay. season but, after season. But truckloads of money are chucked at other projects. But I think so not in the same degree. Though. I think your Barcelona Pep Guardiola uh, contrast is 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 much better and 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 one that can be used. And in this country, I remember not actually feeling bored of it because yes, it was so. only kind of three seasons. Although in between, they didn't win the Champions League, of course. But they were playing, you know, it was, it was amazing. But you're slightly removed from it because it's happening in a different country. But I think Jim perhaps feels this maybe more than any of us because Arsenal are playing their best football, you could argue, in a number of years, certainly in the Premier League. And and because Man City are doing this stuff, that it's 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 stopping Arsenal winning a title. Yeah, and the thing that the it's, Premier it's League has that. always but the thing that the sure. Premier League has always been able to say apart from other leagues, look at what's happened to Bayern monopolising the Bundesliga yeah. or PSG monopolising yes. Liga. No one could do that to the Premier Juventus League. Juventus for a bit and, in Serie A. Yeah, and someone has done it to, to the Premier League. Well, So, they can, you know, there can be a bit of titillation for a bit, but realistically, City are going to win this title again. You think, you think they're they? going to win the Champions League again? Go on, hit him, Jim. Hit him no, in the I'm, 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 talking about, I'm talking about the Premier League. This is, this is what's more relevant. Fucking they're, unreal. They're, defi- they're definitely <laughs> going to win the Champions League. This is the disrespect. We oh, invite him in here. You're forgetting, you're forgetting two men, right? Jim Campbell and Jude Bellingham. All right? Are they playing together in midfield? I wish they I would. I fancy our chances for the Euros. <laughs> but what, what, let's take it back to the game then, Luke, because we can talk about all this kind of stuff. But ultimately, at the end of the day, there was some great football and some of the touches. I know De Bruyne is really their made man and, and Rodri just irresistible. But Phil Foden, some of the little flicks and oh, He's been an incredible former and he's an amazing technical player who has somehow avoided being a real hothouse flower given how he's protected by the academy system and how he's been brought into first-team football. like It's an incredible argument for the academy system because the, the general um, criticism of how players are produced at the top level these days is that, you know, they don't they don't play quote unquote real football. They don't do like a Harry Kane and go and play with players who are playing for their livelihoods and battling against relegation and finding that element of the game and what it's all about. And Foden's done none of that, but he's still mm-hmm. gravitated and graduated, sorry, to, to to being one of the very best players in the world. It was never going to be an issue around his technical ability and his movement and his mm-hmm. fitness and all that kind of stuff and his brain. But he's just he's just so tenacious as yeah. well. He's super brave. Um, he's a, a small of stature, but he seems really tough. Um, Do you and, think and, the plaster cast adds to that? It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a little bit like Mark, Malcolm Marshall bowling at Headingley with one arm in a cast, isn't it's it? More intimidating. Also, <laughs> yeah, you talk about his, his stature. He's got the best pop, posture I think of oh, anyone exactly. I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. He's got an amazing um, running style, an amazing balance, and and I saw an, I saw an interview with him in a car. With I think it was Rio Ferdinand, with James Corden. Quite recently, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thankfully, it wasn't. Uh, with Rio Ferdinand on on TNT fairly recently, mm-hmm. and he just comes across as, you know, respectfully quite boring, but like bulletproof. Yeah, but, that, but they're trained yeah, to be like that. Bulletproof confidence, like yes. amazing. So so and and so that is all to be admired, and it's an amazing thing, and it's great for England as well. And mm-hmm. he's an incredible technician. 
it does contribute to the idea that yes, we can talk about these touches and we can talk about these passes and how great Man City looked and the finishes and all the rest of it and the team goal for Foden's uh, third or for Man City's third that Foden scored. But ultimately, that still plays into the narrative that like, Man City can basically afford to take the piss because they've been drawn against FC Copenhagen and FC Copenhagen are a light year behind them mm. on every single aspect but of this game. Everyone is in the Champions League this year. There is not a but team. Not that for can the same reasons. But not for the same reasons. There's no reason, actually, that well, the reasons that say Bayern Munich and Real Madrid aren't anywhere near Real Madrid this uh, okay, near Man City this season isn't the same reason FC Copenhagen. Yeah, that, that so, is fair so to say, that's yeah. the point that you've got to distinguish between. And I as I said at the top of this, I just you know, I, I love the Champions League particularly through the 90s and maybe a bit beyond that because it was genuinely felt like heavyweight stuff, quite mm. unpredictable, famous nights and all the rest of yeah. it. And now we just are seeing fewer and fewer of those until we get to a later and later stage in the competition. And I don't think the changes that have been implemented for next season are going to arrest that. In fact, they're probably going to do the reverse. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, the changes next season... We we'll, talked about that on the mailbag we'll, yeah, on Saturday, did, right? People should listen to that. Yeah, they haven't and, already. And, and they, will, they will, you know, most likely be to the detriment of the competition. Um, however, though, I, 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 I'm reluctant to go too heavy on this. I, I do agree with your points, but... It's not Phil Foden's fault, by the way. No, it isn't Phil yeah. Foden's fault. Um, he's just doing his job. Yeah. But, doing it bloody well. But, but you, I mean, we are highlighting the best team in, in Europe against what is undoubtedly a minnow. I mean, you know, big sides would hammer smaller sides, you know, even in the 90s or the noughties. It would be yeah, fewer fair. and far between. You yeah. see yeah, more great course. comebacks these days. You might actually. I think yeah. you could, we do, we've seen some incredible Definitely. Uh, ones with regards to that. But Copenhagen, the fact is that they're there. You know, it was a great achievement getting out of the group. So, you know, <laughs> being drawn against Manchester City is not what they wanted. You know, they're not made to sure. Also, you know, they, they hadn't played that. a competitive game since, <laughs> since the, the, the last it, game it, of the, exactly. the, the group stage. So, uh, you know, it was a shame for them that they conceded that goal late on, even though, I mean, too, even if they were a goal to the good, you wouldn't fancy them. But we should mention, though, with Manchester City, it was a great shame for Jack Grealish, who made his first start in six matches, went off injured after just 21 minutes, and he looked very, very distraught. He indeed. did, and that's mm. something about Jack Grealish looking sad, because he's sort of someone who is really kind of unvarnished, where the sort of media training, he just sort of ignores it, doesn't he? He, <laughs> he really feels everything on his face, and you could, you could almost... It's just impossible not to empathise with him about how gutted he was. Like he immediately knew, didn't he? Just looked heartbroken. Yes. And we all love Jack Grealish. It's one of the complicated things about City, isn't it? You can find them very frustrating, but they've got a lot of very likable players. They're very good to watch. We all love Pep Guardiola to, mm. to varying degrees. And um, Grealish is one of those people. It's very difficult not to feel sympathy for and not to not to sort of get behind and, as well. And he's so it's yes. sad to see. And what's and obviously an injury to a player, and we hope it isn't serious, but an injury to a player is always difficult, and that's never something that we want to see. But it's particularly um, impactful for someone like Grealish who feels like he's felt like to me that you know he he'd, he'd said you know, by his own admission he'd struggled to adjust and adapt to the what was expected of him at City having been the main man at Villa it felt like he got over that hurdle mm. and was really becoming a key part of it was becoming a key part of England because it wasn't that long ago he wasn't starting games for England mm. he was kind of being brought on as a bit of a wild card or mm. a bit of a kind of you know a bit of a joker and uh, this this is further compounding what has actually been a very, very disappointing season for him overall anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and Guardiola's made comments about you know his level and he's working hard and all the rest of it. But if you read between the lines there, you can tell that Guardiola hasn't felt confident in starting him very mm -hmm. often. And then this just compounds that. So it's terrible timing. You're three or four months out from the Euros and we'll wait and see the quality, or sorry, the, uh, the, the seriousness of the, uh, of the injury. But 
it's really like a case of a couple of steps forward and one step back for him now. Yeah. Because, I mean, it really is difficult to see how his, how his season is rescued now. Mm. Bernardo Silva also, injury concern over him. Yeah. So slightly... Um, uh, mixed fortunes, mixed fortunes. There. yeah indeed yeah but um, I mean you know a good win nonetheless can I just mention Oscar Hoyland um, coming on and immediately clattering Erling Haaland which is brave when you've got to go to the Etihad to be honest <laughs> <laughs> saying on Monday how Rasmus Hoyland isn't cool correctly Yeah, I think Oscar Hoyland might be the cool brother yeah, yeah, I think probably, there's always one who's cooler yeah. there's always one are you cool than your brother um, I think we might disprove that theory actually <laughs> Okay, are you cool than your brother I mean, I, I think the masses have spoken on that. <laughs> um, That's going to be this week's poll. Yeah. I'm going to do Marcus and Jim versus their brothers. Because I haven't got a brother. And none of you, have you? No. No, so we can't tell that. Me, me and Andy are kind of brothers, and he's definitely the cooler one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he may agree with the second part. Um, let's move on to uh, Red Bull Leipzig versus uh, Rasbull and Sport. Leipzig. <laughs> yeah. Andy, do you want to come in on that? Because it's disrespectful to call them uh, Rasbull and Sport when they're really called Red Bull, right? Yeah. Let's all make up words in German. That's what they've been doing. Is okay. it really? Okay. Yes. Well, they lost to Royal Madrid 1-0. Uh, Brahim Diaz goal of extreme quality settled the tie. Yeah. What an absolute beauty it was. Good celebration so as well. Good celebration so as well. Well, I love it that, that, that he comes in for Jude Bellingham and does something which would would light up any stadium, was, was worthy of winning any game. And then does his hamstring. Yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah, it's better I mean, to have loved yeah, and lost, Andy, as Valentine's Day always proves. It's, yeah. it's, it's like you're being Bellingham f- literally for the day. Yeah, you know, he's, he's but then waited, your body can't take it. He's waited, ah, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, it's, it's like he's waited so long to to get a chance to be the centre of that team, and the way he's played for Real Madrid throughout the season, he's, he's been absolutely fantastic. Another former Manchester City player, of course. Um, I scores, just assume that, by scores, the way. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. It's, it's like it's like Sunderland did Luke's game, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. I think Jude <laughs> Bellingham's the only one, isn't the it? Sun, the Sunderland <laughs> or the Stoke clauses are both very powerful in Luke's game. That's yeah, true. they are. Yeah, they are. And he scores, he scores this fantastic goal and then pulls out. I mean, the amazing thing about Real Madrid this season, I've just obviously written them off for the, for the Champions League. But if you had to pick someone else from the field, obviously a lot of people would pick Real Madrid because of history, muscle memory, the fact that Bellingham's going to come back at some point, all those sort of things. The amount of injuries they have had this season is unbelievable. Right. And, they're still and, and, and yet they're, they're, they're going through it all. Well, when we were sat in St. James's Park at the start of the Champions League and we gave our predictions on who would win the Champions League, I actually said Real Madrid purely because Jude Bellingham plays for them. Yeah, well, he's the best player in the world. So, mm. I mean, it makes sense. But, I mean, he also, missed this game because he had an injury, of course. Hence, he has uh, played um, the injury was sustained in Real Madrid's 4-0 win over title rivals Girona at the weekend, which, like, is gutting. It's a letdown, yeah. that. It is. It's a massive letdown. But the thing is, though, is there not... Is there not we all we all kind of glance over, but Andy Andy accepted because he obviously knows a lot about Spanish football, but you glance over the kind of La Liga league table and you and you watch a game here and there, that's basically my relationship with Spanish football, and that's it. And you look at Jerome, you go, that's an interesting story. But actually, when you scratch beneath the surface, isn't it actually not that an interesting story because it's all part of the same group as City and all the rest of it, and it's a bit like... You've just got to give this... credit, though. You have to. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not criticising. I'm, I'm genuinely asking a question I don't know the answer to. As I understand it, and I'm sure you'll put me right, Girona's budget is something like a 13th of Real Madrid's. So though there right. is obviously the, the kind of City football group issue at play, it's they're not the same as Manchester City in the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. I mean, bear in mind that they had a striker last season, Tati Castellanos, who was loaned to them from another one of their sister clubs, New York City FC, simply so 
they could see him in European football and he would be sellable to somewhere else. So they right. sold him to Lazio. So basic, basically, they're like a they're like a showroom, and a load of those players will get shifted on. If uh, there might be one of the very best, one or two who get taken on by Manchester City, like Savio, for example, um, who yeah. belongs to. Trois in France has been loaned but to never play for them. But the it's whole the thing sticks thing. to high heaven though, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just disgustingly modern football. Yeah. But I, I think in terms of the football Girona have played, if you're just talking in terms of on-pitch competition with relatively modest, modest resources, as Jim was saying, they've played amazing football. It's not just that they've got great results. They're the first team to 50 goals. They went and scored five at uh, um, Montjuic against Barcelona. You know, they're a real best foot forward sort of team they're, they're absolutely great to watch and in a league where it's not always super competitive and you don't hear of anyone especially if you're watching it from a distance outside Real Madrid Barcelona and maybe Atletico Madrid it's pretty amazing I guess the thing is you, you would say as well that Real Madrid being the utterly unromantic story that they are have just saved their best two performances of the season for Girona it, it is, there was very much a sense of right you've had your fun here and Bellingham's part of that <laughs> yeah. totally yeah, yeah, yeah. that is I, so Madrid I mean I, I know what you mean look how it sort of sinks high and, 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 and as is discussing modern football what I'm trying to say is how can I get Portsmouth as part of that group you, well, you had, <laughs> well you had your FA Cup win <laughs> we're top um, of the league now by the way there we are exactly um, so if you're listening Man City group whatever yeah. they're called what are they called uh, City, City Football, football Group yeah, if, you, if you're listening you know, get yourself down Port, the south coast Portsmouth City, City Football FC. Group or the Musketeer what would you prefer um, Musketeer would be more fitting we've already got the ex Disney Guy, haven't we? So, so you know, probably who's probably... likely to keep the the bloke with the cowbell? It's not. It's not a cowbell. It's just a bell. All right. And it'd be he better. Know, he's 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 yeah, What's he holding? But if he hung it around his neck, it would be funny, wouldn't it? It's like some like, low energy cow. He's like thinging it. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes around the corner. You know. <laughs> uh, Jesus man yeah keep him in there well look yeah. yeah it was a good win for Portsmouth they're on the march yeah, yeah absolutely they are on the march um, and so are Leicester 12 points clear the yeah. you often get one team who just blast everybody out of the way yeah. and let me tell you speaking from experience it's bloody glorious <laughs> <laughs> um, but last night at the championship did you see Jaden Philogene almost scoring a Rabona for Hull I can't it's, well he did score a yeah. I mean, he did well, score no, a but I think he's crossing the ball and it takes a slight deflection and goes the in. The angle, I've, the only angle I've seen makes it very difficult to see whether it was on target or not. It, it was given as an own it goal. It obviously wasn't on target then because it's been given as an own goal. But it's yeah. an incredible piece of uh, technical brilliance. Are you being yeah. complicit in stealing that goal off him? Are you the nanny to Cristiano Ronaldo in that Portugal-Spain friendly? Yeah, nanny we should say in case anyone's really <laughs> yeah. confused. You're really confused <laughs> with him by saying nanny. Yeah. Like it was like an actual grandmother. Yeah, doing it. Andy, come on. It's, yeah. it's not a nanny state. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, all right. It's a beautiful goal though. Oh, yeah. It's worth seeking out. It's You've a, seen it. a beautiful bit of skill. Like, it, yeah, you know, get him on the plane. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you, listen, sorry, you imagine like Harry Kane and Gareth Southgate. Sorry, why is this guy here? Oh, he's a nice fella, but like, well, back in February, he scored a deflected Rabona goal for Hull. But we think it wasn't deflected. Yeah, a New York <laughs> Stadium. A J- yeah, yeah, Jack, right, I'm convinced. And Jack Goyish is still injured, so here it is. Oh, yeah. dearie me. All right, coming up in the second half, we've got a blue card update, a Jordan Henderson update, and some Champions League chat ahead of tonight. See you in a moment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Ramble. Hello, I am Sven Goran Eriksson, and you are listening to the Football Ramble. Ah, welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Yes, on um, Sven Goran Eriksson, have you seen the, the the lovely news that Liverpool have announced that uh, Sven will be part of their LFC Legends management team for a charity game against Ajax Legends in March? Fantastic! Mm. It's, lo- it's it's lovely, isn't and, it? And what is also really <clears throat> nice about and speaks very highly of of Sven is that, and maybe you guys did know this, but I didn't. I saw an interview with him the other day when this was announced and he said, oh yeah, look, I'm a lifelong Liverpool fan, but I never told anyone that when I was working in England Mm -hmm. because I didn't think it would be appropriate and people would start asking unhelpful questions. Mm -hmm. I just thought, classy. Yeah, yeah. That is classy. Uh, I know what you mean. That's a man who can keep a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Legend though. Legend. Without yeah. doubt. Yeah. We don't have to ramble about Sven, I don't reckon. I don't think so. No. I don't think so, yeah. So yeah, he, he wished that he was um, would have been manager of uh, Liverpool at some point and so they this was um, put to them and uh, yeah, that would be that would be nice. That would be nice to see. Mm. All right, everybody, let's um talk about blue cards. Uh, we've discussed the plans uh, for for blue cards to be trialled in next season's FA Cup. We we talked about this uh, quite recently. Well well, one thing we didn't consider, and this has obviously come out in the news, is is what happens to goalkeepers. They will not be exempt from blue cards. Under uh, current protocol, no penalised player can be substituted until their temporary period on the sidelines has ended. So, if you go down to 10 players when, when someone's been sin-binned, you will get the 11th player back. Yeah. This is crucial to You can't to sub that sin-bin player because that would be pointless. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and if you do, you have to wait until the time yeah. is up, all that, all that kind of stuff. So, the dilemma is, do you put an outfield player in golf for that period of time or do you put a substitute goalkeeper on and take off an outfield player, but then of course the goalkeeper would then come back on. So you'll have two goalkeepers. So I'm saying, Andy, Phil Jagielka's coming out of retirement. <laughs> Either way, it's great news for us. Because because is Noel Quinn too old? What what I like about this is that they haven't clearly haven't thought it through. No, uh, no. until until they someone's someone pointed this out. Uh, what about goalkeepers? <laughs> oh yeah. So so and the thing is, they can't say that goalkeepers are um, exempt from the blue card because then the goalkeepers could just stand there tearing strips yeah. off referees. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dyche has seen this and gone, oh no! But, yeah. but it is absolutely bonkers, and it and and it makes it. I know I say this quite a lot, but it reminds me just of the Ange Postacoglu quote. It's like the game is 
largely fine. Mm. Just stop mm. doing this shit. He used a really, really good word, and he? He, he said that other sports are trying to declutter, and that's yeah. that's exactly right. That's exactly what needs to happen mm. in in terms of you know the issues we're seeing that particularly the VARs brought to the sport and a, a lot of other things that just slow everything down. This is it's just hard to see what the what the advantage is here. Ten minutes is way too long as well. Well, Jim, that's, that's enough time to lose a game. This, I is, think. this is all for disciplinary reasons. This sure. is trying to get people to stop shouting at referees and all that kind of but stuff. But the laws already exist. Exactly. Exactly. I know, exactly. I know, I know. Exactly. And, and that's the point. Um, and, and I understand at grassroots level they've, they've trialled this and referees like it at grassroots level. But that is a very different thing. Grassroots level referees might fear for their safety sometimes. If you're in a stadium of 50,000 people and you've got you know, everyone around you, nothing bad is really going to happen to you. At grassroots level, I think it is quite helpful to do. Well, to listen, this... part of the canary pushed over Paul Alcock once. He went down very easily for me. He did. <laughs> he did. Is there enough water on the bridge for to say that now? It's a lot too I, soon. I, I, have to, I, have yeah. to, I have to say, just like, let's rewind a second. Just because the crowd's there mm. doesn't mean that referees are treated in an acceptable way. Just because they're not getting chinned every five minutes doesn't mean that referees are treated in an acceptable sure. no, way. No, but I could understand why um, referees at grassroots level like this because that has been the reports, hasn't it? Yeah. That's what, we, yeah, that's it what has, we've heard. It has to be Also, it, it, you know, it's it's easy to mock these things, isn't it? It's, it's easy to laugh at things that, are, that uh-huh. are so sort of different and so extreme to the fabric of it. But things, the whole point of trials is to see if actually, mm. in practice, they work. And it, I think it should be encouraged that things like this are trialled. I can't see this one taking off. I think that's but, a fair. But we, we should be open to the idea of this. Yeah, and disciplinary thing. measures are meant to be a genuine deterrent. Yeah, they? yeah they are. And, and But here's the, here's the thing. Like... We have seen this season, I think it was Diogo Dallo getting two yellows quick mm-hmm. for, yeah. for chipping off. Yeah. And and people were quite surprised. And I remember at the time thinking, this is a bit of a moment actually. Yeah. Because yeah. if other referees see that and go, okay, he's done that, he's implemented the laws correctly, the world hasn't ended, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. fine, Ten Hag was annoyed and Dallo probably thought, shit, what have I done here? I've not mm-hmm. done anything different than anyone else has done. Um, I haven't read the referee's report, but I presume it was a dissent issue because that's what everyone seemed to think it was. And they could have they could have really used that as a platform and started saying to players, carry on like this, you're going to mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And if three or four players went in a game, a high-profile game for that, managers would say what they would say publicly, but privately they'd be saying, look, you can't do that. Yeah. And, 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 and this kind of problem has ebbed and flowed for a while. And in the late 90s, it, Man United were awful for it. Famous... Um, Famous scenes Roy of you know, Roy Keane leading yeah. the United team around yeah. the referee. And I think um, Keown's done a similar thing when he was at Arsenal with, with the team. They had a bit of a problem with it as well. So it, does, it has happened for a long old time. The point is that the laws exist. And I think if you already, if you're, not, if you're not careful, forget the goalkeeper thing, which will be of interest to a show like this. And I'll bloody enjoy it for all the reasons mm-hmm. I don't take football that seriously. So I don't particularly care that much. Um, on the actual blue card implementation for an outfield player, what are we going to see? It's not difficult to game out what's going to happen. And it seems highly likely to me that not only Jim's point about it perhaps being a bit too long is a good one. I think also over and above that, you're just going to see probably 10 minutes of absolute shit mm, because yeah. the team's going to go, right, settle in. We're, we're going to have trained for this during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we do two two banks or a bank of five or four or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, when, and we know the clock's ticking. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to bother attacking and it's going to kill a game. Mm-hmm. I think genuinely this idea might have been better received if it was pitched as an orange card. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, because the idea of the orange yeah, card is already mean. there. I said the yeah, orange but... card and everyone said he can't have the orange card because it looks too much like a red. Yeah, well, then I, we started talking about Fanta for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was on the show, I remember it. Yeah. So it had to be a blue card, apparently. Have you had pineapple Fanta? I haven't, actually, no. Nice, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. to Putney Bridge after it, a full It sounds game. like it'd be too sweet. 
I imagine you can get it in other places, right? Or have you got a guy? No, but that's my <laughs> thing. So. That's under the bridge. Yeah, yeah, above the bridge, but you drink it under the bridge. <laughs> is there in a brown well. paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's a place I know definitely has it, you mm. see. Right. But there What's are many other outlets. Is it not too London. sweet? I, one off. You a bit know. like Lilt, is it? A bit like Lilt. I would, we'll, we'll try it. Because Lilt, Lilt, you had the, um, the grapefruit to kind of temper it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. I know you are. Yeah. Um, Lilt has now been, I think, Lilt has now been amalgamised into Fanta now, isn't it? Yes, it's a Fanta yes. branded soft drink now. There you are, you see. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like the city group of uh, soft drinks. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Jim, were you making a point about blue cards? Oh, yeah, orange cards. Yeah, yeah. I, I think genuinely the psychology of it, people might not have reacted in, in such an extreme way if mm. it wasn't blue, because blue just seems so, Weird. like, so, but so un- abstract un- unfor- Unfortunately, it's something that football, genuinely, seriously, has been really bad about is addressing the fact that a huge part of its audience is colourblind. And, like, it, it was a, a, a big complaint that a lot of people had, particularly online, at the African Cup of Nations, mm. actually. So, Yeah. Well, that's me told. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> think think your point's through next time. Yeah, he's hammering me today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do you want me to go at him for a bit? Well, I, could do, I could do five minutes. To be honest, I think the listeners are starting to see what a bully he is. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the mask is slipping. Exactly. Yeah. Do do five minutes of your Friday hammering of me now. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, should we do it in the Jordan Henderson update? Yeah, all right. Well, so it could right, be yeah. my blue card. There we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Andy, the rules of the game are also under scrutiny in the Netherlands. Um, if you could explain it to me and Jordan, that would be nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Netherlands, of course. Famously, uh, everyone loves the colour orange there. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Henderson uh, learnt during Ajax's 3-2 loss to Heronveen uh, that uh, the Eredivisie doesn't have goal line technology. Ajax were denied a potential equaliser because the whole ball didn't cross the line. Henderson said after the game he didn't know goal line technology wasn't used uh, in the Netherlands, but was still unimpressed that VAR didn't give the goal. Now, if you see this interview, Henderson is really, really pissed off and they show us still... Of, of where the ball is. And they're saying, were you telling me that's not crossed the line? It's like, you can see, Jordan, that the, the whole ball hasn't crossed over. And we all remember the curvature of the ball in the yes. World Cup and all that kind of business. But you can see with the, just the naked eye that like 95% of the ball has but, but crossed the, the line. The, the guy that's interviewing him mm. is A, speaking in his second language. Yeah, very and, well. Uh, very well. And B, explaining very well and very kindly, look, I agree with you. It's probably over the line, he says to mm. him. But, you can't tell. And he's like, well, I don't know about that. It's good to see Jordan's Dutch is coming on, though. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no effort whatsoever. He could learn. He could take a leaf out of Steve McLaren's book. He could just do a little bit for us. Yeah, do a little, little, little inflection. I mean, the thing is, at least with Steve, there was an acknowledgement of I don't speak the language. Uh, okay, what I'm doing is not helping anybody. In fact, maybe even hindering. Um, but there was an acknowledgement. Whereas Henderson was this just going, might ruin my career. This accent, and I thought the umbrella was bad. Uh, well, Henderson was just going full pelt, wasn't he? Yeah. He was just really annoyed. But it's, it's that's what that's the kind of level of entitlement six months of Saudi Arabia will give you come on yeah, you know, I, I literally want goals now that aren't goals <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how it is yeah could come in handy in the Euros why haven't they got goal line technology in um, in Holland Andy it's a weird thing because they I'm holding you personally responsible for that there we as, go as a European representative in this, yeah. this studio you need to really fucking well I have that. to decide I've only got a limited budget I have to decide <laughs> where it's, it's, it's going to go mm. it's funny because but don't you spend they, it they took it yeah, they, they, they took it out goal line technology midway through a season in Ooh. France a couple of seasons back in France in France because the referee's watch kept going off when it wasn't over the line and it didn't go off when it was going over the line so, it's so just actually, do the opposite then that's the only yeah. job it's got it's <laughs> so, it's, it's quite so it didn't work once like, no, just get rid of it yeah. 
that it happened a lot. Yeah, so, it's, it's quite a laborious process because you've got to dig out all, the, all these cameras from why is it the not working then? and all the rest of it. It was just a malfunction. They went and got a different provider. Right. But I guess they think in the Netherlands that if you've got VAR, maybe you don't need right. specifically goal line technology Ooh, and, doubling uh, up. and the watch going off. Because yeah. I think budgetary is part of it. Like, you know, like a lot of leagues aren't having semi-automated offside because yeah. it's just too expensive. Mm. Right, yeah. okay. Not everywhere's as wealthy as the Premier League, Luke. I'll accept that answer for now. Carry mm-hmm. on, Mark. City of pain. City of pain. They are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and they've also got the controls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in neighbouring Belgium uh, at the weekend, Royal Antwerp won 4 0. Now, why are we bringing this to the table, everybody? Well, after the game, Antwerp player Yelly Bataille celebrated uh, with the fans by showing them his tattoo commemorating their win, which is on his bum. It's also when you say celebrating their win, not celebrating this 4 0 win because it would have been extremely fresh. (laughs) Celebrating them winning the double last season. It would have had a cling film on it still. (laughs) (laughs) It's very small as well. So he's, you know, he's asking a lot of those fans. A lot of them will have just thought he was showing them his arse. Yeah. And is it, is it, presumably that's a, that's a bookable offence, right? Because you take your shirt off, you get booked. So presumably he's getting so after the that, game, though, isn't it? Luke, that. Oh, oh so he's after the game. He wasn't, he wasn't celebrating a goal. No. It's, that it's, is why you have the win. a blue card. Yeah, blue, exactly. Yeah. You bit, get your bits out, blue card. Bit of blue for the dad. <laughs> yeah. Get your bits out. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a leap, isn't and it? If you get, well, and he the, might have had his legs open. And the, <laughs> And if you if you get a blue car for getting your getting your old your old chopper out, um, you have to sit in the sim bin bit with your cock and balls on. See how you like it then. And, then, and, the, and the broadcaster, the host yeah. broadcaster, has to, um, has to pixelate comment. it. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, what's not good for the game is very good for the ramble. Often, but not always. Yeah. Yeah. You see, Toby Alderweireld is sitting here thinking. Was he playing? So he scored twice in this game. Of course, he did. so did Vincent Janssen. They're sitting there going. Why don't we get a fucking mentioned? Well, just because our mate got his arse out. No, well, that's how you get a mention. Yeah. Why, why would we talk about Belgian football, Andy? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Will he keep this up? Do you think? If will they win, he? If they win will more he keep st- this up? Will uh-huh. he keep this up? If they win more stuff, will he get more bum tattoos? Well, the, the, the thing is, I think you, you'd have thought you're pretty safe because it's the first time Antwerp have won the league in over fifty years, and so, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't analyse it too much, Andy. Yeah. I wouldn't analyse it too much. There you go. There you, go. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Three of them are showing you're all <laughs> right. tonight, everybody, Champions League. Uh, Lazio play Bayern at München. The Champions League could be Harry Kane's best chance of silverware this season at Bayern after they got gubbed by Bayer Leverkusen. And it was an absolute gubbing as well. <sighs> A total gubbing. I, I enjoyed the OTC reacts with our friend... Uh, Archie Rintut. Yeah. Um, and you guys really got across exactly how much of a shellacking it was. Yeah. I mean, talking of blue cards, all those Bayern players had their pants pulled down. They, they did. Big time. <laughs> they did. I mean, it's, it's such a complete performance for Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah, they've, they've, they've been brilliant all season. We talked about Girona and style as mm-hmm. well as the the results, but but Leverkusen were amazing. And 3-0, if anything, flattered Bayern. Yeah. Did you love the fact, Jim, that, that Harry Kane goes to Bayern Munich? You know, still very much the Spurs man. I think we can agree. Mm. And he's thinking, yeah, surely I'll win something at Bayern. But of course, the Arsenal man, Granite Xhaka, and the boys stopping him. At That's Bayern great stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I can't not enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I know I should be more mature than this, but I just can't I'm, I'm, not I'm, enjoy yes, that. Well, when they're celebrating, Eric Dyer in there as well. When they're celebrating <laughs> the title, Spurs win. are fired Bayern Munich. And what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. When, when, when they're celebrating the title win, Xhaka won't be more mature about it. So there's no <laughs> yeah. reason that you should. Be. Well, he's the one with the door keys. Bar- <laughs> he is the mature one, lest we forget. A bar, Munich, a bar Munich in the um, cups, domestic cup still. No, they're no. out. 
Oh my they, goodness. They, they, got, I mean. they got knocked out by a third tier team. Mm, yeah. Fantastic. But, uh, it's Tom, crazy, isn't it? Thomas Tuchel is still there. Mm. He will probably win the um, top scorer award, though, won't he? Have you have you seen the trophy for that? It's massive, isn't mm. it? Have you seen what it is? What is it? It's four cannons on top of each other. No, so like, the, the gunners. Yeah. That's nice. So that'll, that'll be fun. Well, he already, received, nice. he already received at that fan club thing that he went to. Uh, he, uh, Harry Kane received that tobacco cannon, didn't he? <laughs> And he was he was stood there and he goes, well, I think I'm going to have to Google what I have to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, also, it was, the reason, excellent. The reason Bayern Munich can't fire Thomas Tuchel is because Jose Mourinho is very much at large. I love it so <laughs> much. He's getting spotted in the, in the Munich area. Yeah, and also the fact that we know he's learning German. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's not by accident, is no, it? No, exactly. No, I mean, that that is built being the most built they've ever been. They're writing this article about how shit they think Thomas Tuchel is and they've just put in this little line about Jose Mourinho is learning German he's like you know what you've done there yeah, that doesn't even make sense in the context of the yeah, article but, <laughs> we've just what? stuck it in Xavi's there, under pressure and he just uh, happens to appear in Barcelona yeah, 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 Tuchel's yeah, under pressure uh, suddenly we all know that he's learning German mm-hmm. he's way more interesting when he's not managing a team yes. yeah. Yeah. ghost at the feast absolutely exactly. yeah. glorious elsewhere in Germany at the weekend uh, Hamburg Ultras fastened uh, bike locks to the goalposts as a part of a fan protest officials had to use uh, an, an, an angle grinder to cut the locks despite the fact the opposition um, Hanover fans had displayed a banner saying the solution is 50 plus 1 which is of course the ownership model um, in uh, in the majority of Bundesliga clubs and it turned out to be the code to remove yeah, the bike locks that. the but, code was 5001 wasn't yeah, it's it? like solving a puzzle in a video game where you've got yeah. to figure it out from your surroundings uh-huh. but you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of that amazing bloke I think it was Everton who was trying to clip, oh, yeah. clip the, uh, using the old bolt coffers and his fakes oh my god amazing <laughs> it's bloke it's so good he was the, I wonder what he's up to now Yeah, but they, all, all these protests about private equity investment in, in Germany they've got way way out out of hand. I mean, you know, Union Berlin scored their winner um, in the 25th minute of first half stoppage time. <laughs> Bloody the hell. Because they spent so long cleaning tennis balls off the pitch. That's what football's become now. That happens a lot here as well. Mm. There's a lot of tennis ball protests in, in England as well, you know. Get it sorted, everybody. Mm. Um, PSG versus Real Sociedad, or Royal Society, as I like to call them, is a contrasting one. BBC did a nice article about this. Um, oh, about Sociedad's academy. And e- stuff exactly, like that, yeah. yeah. And it, Real Sociedad have 13 academy graduates in their Champions League squad, the most of any side left in the competition. That's impressive, that yeah. is. It is given when you set against the idea that PSG have potentially the best hotbed of talent in world football anywhere and they've ignored it all. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- yeah I mean, I th- it's, it's, it is a bit like herding cattle. There's so many good players that inevitably they're going to lose some. No, but, but they, I haven't, think, they haven't really I think they could do a bit. They no. could do a bit more. Yeah. Although, although the... Um, the owner or the the, the the chairman of PSG said that the, the, the bling bling era of PSG is over now, he said. And, I thought, okay, yeah. and then in the same breath, he said, well, City of Paris, if you're not going to sell us the Parc de France, we're off. Well, he's going to franchise them somewhere else. No, they're just going to build a new stadium somewhere mm. else. Oh, okay, Paris. right. I thought you meant you're going to take PSG to like another yeah. city or something. And of course, at the moment, uh, Real Sociedad, Kieran Tierney. I love that. He's on loan. Yeah, I love that you've got all, the, all these academy players. It's a really, it's meant to be a beautiful city, isn't it? And you've got oh, this just, just Scottish lad having the time of his life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be nice if they beat PSG, Andy. Come on. That'd be amazing. Yeah. It would go against what we said at the top of this, mm. procession type fixtures. Yeah. It would be brilliant if they were able to do Because it's the first game in Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. So. And it it does feel as if this particular last sixteen of the Champions League draw is a bit. Mm, yeah, and, and I think it? also I think they're the side we're looking at to maybe do something. Well, it's also other than Arsenal, of course. We, of course, uh, those those of us who don't support our Champions League team and find aspects of the Champions League boring these days, uh, particularly at, at the start. 
you know, there's one thing you can rely on, which is PSG setting fire to themselves. Mm. And and if that happens against Real Sociedad, <laughs> I'll bloody enjoy it. Oh yeah, it's it's great. The, 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 every year that goes on that PSG don't win the Champions League is mm. fine by yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, is Carlos Vela still at Real Sociedad? <laughs> <laughs> I know he's uh, he's king of California, isn't he? Yeah, the moment, king, king of LA. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Patron subscribers, don't go anywhere. Keep listening for Ramble Uncut. If you're not a patron subscriber, sign up to get Ramble Uncut every single. Wednesday, head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. And of course, you can all follow us on Twitter. So it's currently known as X though, Mark, because it's it absolutely clear. Right, yeah. okay, okay. Elon yeah. Musk bought it and he changed its name to X. You can yeah. still find it on twitter.com, but I'm sure he's going to sort out that mess. Right, okay. Yeah. I appreciate you um, picking up the pieces there. Yeah. Uh, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Football Ramble. Follow us on Spotify. There we are. Thank Great. you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew Brassel. Thanks. And thank you, Elon Musk. Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.